Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. We have a trade in the National Hockey League, and to tell you about it, as part of NHL Today for Elite Promotional. Marketing back at the uh, 6.30 Chad Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Brendan, what do you got involving one Eric Stahl? Yeah, he is uh, he is on his way to Montreal. And uh, hang on here. I, I don't even have the, the breaking news banner popped up quite yet. But Eric Stahl going from Buffalo to the Montreal Canadiens. The return includes a third-round draft pick. And uh, Buffalo will be retaining a little over $1.3 million in salary, it looks like, as well. A third and a fifth round pick uh, for Eric Stahl from Buffalo to Montreal. So the Canadians who were weak down the middle. What an interesting week Montreal has had. They, uh, Of course, Ben Chirot got in a fight, broke a, uh, a finger and had to get surgery on his hand out six to eight weeks. And then Toffoli gets knocked out of the lineup, was supposed to miss the entire series against the Montreal uh, against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, then they ended up with a COVID outbreak uh, yesterday. GM for the... Uh, Canadians Mark Bergevin uh, confirming that it, uh, one of the two players, either Yoel or Mia, or yes, Barry Kakaniemi, one of those two players with a variant. Uh, he, he mentioned the fact that there was a variant with one of the two players. They need about a five or six day clearance window to make sure it hasn't spread. The other player was a close contact between one of those two guys. Uh, so the Oilers games against the Canadians get eliminated. Um, and now we'll see uh, when Montreal gets back up and playing because it could affect things. And in the process, uh, the Canadians go ahead. And believe me, the conspiracy theorists are out in full-blown already. And here we go. The Juice has just texted the show to say, riddle me this. The Laurentian elite Trudeau government reduces the quarantine from 14 to 7 days. And the team who immediately benefits from this, the Montreal Canadiens. What a shocking turn of events. That one comes to us from the Jews. Uh, I, I'm amazed that that sort of sentiment is out there uh, in Alberta. Like, uh, you know, uh, that that's pretty interesting to me. I mean, I know there's some people that have th- said things in the past about Air Canada. 
And uh, you ever taken a look at the bailouts that occur down in the States in the airline industry, by the way? Uh, anyhow, the Laurentian elite worked into the show today. Ah, that's enough politics. Uh, we will tell you that Dylan Holloway's season is over at Wisconsin. Tick-tock, start the clock. He finishes with 11 goals, 24 assists, 35 points in a total of 24 games played. As we go off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show Jack Michaels. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Handicap the Buffalo-Montreal trade. What do you think of the deal? Well, like you said, I, I, I think it's pretty interesting. I, I think it's I, I think it's a fairly significant price, quite frankly. I, I'm not, you know, I understand the need, uh, but it, it's a significant price considering the asset you're acquiring. I I don't know whether that season in Minnesota was a last gasp season or whether this year is more reflective of one of those years where you can't judge anyone's performance in Buffalo because it, it's, it's just gone so far south. So it's a very uh, difficult, you know, time to say, is, is that the right asset? I, I can tell you, I think it's a significant price. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, obviously, Buffalo is not done here. How much do you think the the change in the quarantine has played a factor in this being expedited? Oh, I, I don't think you could. Uh, I mean, I, I think that it's everything. I'm not sure the deal gets done were it not for the, you know, the quarantine factor. I think that adjust, adjustment definitely loosened the lock on on certain things. I, I just. I don't know, Bob. It, it strikes me as a pretty significant price. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying the player is done. You know, he's he's 36. Uh, you know, he, he had a huge year a couple seasons ago uh, for a team that's not necessarily known for explosive offense and, and followed it up with, with two reasonably productive years. I, I just, you know, that's a lot of games. You're almost up at 1,300 games. I, that's a significant price. That's what that's what first struck me about the deal is they got a higher return for that asset that I would have expected. That's just me. Maybe you would have a different opinion. No, I, I'm kind of along the same line. By the way, how much of you has, I mean, this unplanned break here over the last week as a result of the Canadians' COVID situation, Bob, I feel I'll, I'll get. I know what you're going to ask me. Does it feel like a long week? I'll tell you this. I, without knowing, I would have thought this week has seemed like you're actually turning 58 on Sunday uh, instead of the number you're actually turning. If that gives you any idea of how long it seems. (laughs) He's not anywhere close to 58, folks. That was just a number I threw out there. Yeah, this is just, I mean, this has been, and you know what, are you concerned at all that the orders aren't, I mean, they just came off a huge sweep of the Winnipeg Jets. Concerned at all, Jack? I'm not really that concerned because, especially the tenor today, I I think the players have the right mindset that, yeah, they'd like to, you know, exact their toll of vengeance for what occurred three weeks ago, but they're also mindful of the fact that, yeah, it'd be nice to get a win or two in these two games, but it's ultimately not the prize they're they're most certainly after. I, I think I think they'd gladly take a two and seven record against Toronto if it meant winning in five when it mattered in late May. So 
Uh, it's a significant series, but I don't think it's the most significant series the players believe they'll play this year. So, uh, you know, I, I think last last time out, it was perceived as significant by both clubs. And it didn't pan out for Edmonton, and they were able to scratch out in what I believe at this point, if you ask me what was the most important game of the year, I would say the home victory against Calgary following that three-game series. And you can't tell me it wasn't significant for Toronto either because the Leafs went on to lose six of their last seven. Don't tell me there wasn't a letdown. Don't tell me that was just a coincidence. It was a big series for Toronto. And I believe that if you go in deep to the Edmonton and Toronto dressing rooms, they believe those will be the two teams playing for the North Division title. That's no disrespect meant to Winnipeg, Montreal, or whoever. But I believe that Edmonton and Toronto thinks that that, those are the two teams left standing when we're in late May in the second round. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Well, I mean, I'm I'm really intrigued. You know, I think there's a top three. Uh, I wonder. I mean, Montreal. The one question about the Canadians was down down the middle, right? I mean, the nose contracts up. He's undersized, and then they got Kakaniemi as well as Suzuki, who are fairly inexperienced players. And suddenly they don't have a first line center. And I think in a perfect world. Philip Deneau is a tremendous third-line center. I'm not sure. He, and he is in the same spot, Bob, that David Dayarnay was for years in Montreal. I, I don't blame the player. He's produced quite a bit for them, considering yeah. that I think he's been slotted a little bit higher than you know what you normally think of as his pay grade. It's like you know putting you and I out on, you know on the oil fields in charge of a major product. We, we don't quite have that skill set. And yet, you know, Philip Deneau, I think, has done a fairly admirable job. So that's why this deal was made. Like I said, I think the price is significant, though. Yeah. Uh, what do you look? We're three weeks out. Um, Oilers have some... has one more goal than Philip Deneau, I believe. Uh, right. Well, do you take? I mean, do you not have to take everybody in Buffalo with a grain of salt this year, Jack? Offensively. Well, I agree, but I don't think Philip Deneau is is naturally a two goals in thirty games player either, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's had a rough year in terms of finding his stride. I think Philip Deneau, in a, in a normal year, again, to use the DRNA comparison, is kind of a 15-goal, 30-assist guy. It's, you know, if, you, if you're going to play him top-line minutes, that's what he's going to finish with. And, you know, I, so I'm not sure even if Buffalo weren't Buffalo that, you know, that Eric Stahl would necessarily be, be tearing up the league. But I agree a, with you. I mean, it, it, his numbers are skewed just the way Deneau's are. Deneau's having so, an off year. So they don't have a, a number one center, but what they do have is they when they get Sherratt back, they have a real good top four defense that's big and heavy and built for the playoffs. Uh, Price is finally starting to play better. They're in the mix. Winnipeg, I think you can agree with me, despite the fact that the Oilers swept them, they're in the mix. The Leafs are in the mix. The Oilers are in the mix. The question I have for you, Jack, sports club stats has the uh, Calgary Flames. These are updated numbers. They have the Calgary Flames down to a five percent chance of making the playoffs, and Vancouver at one point one percent chance. In your opinion, are those two teams done, or do one of them have at least a puncher's chance? I think those two teams are about where they should be. I, I don't mind. The, I don't. You know, I'm not a huge. It's back for a while. It disappeared there. Sports club stats, but now that it's back, I'll, I'll tell you. I think they have them slotted fairly correctly. Uh, here's why. 
I actually think, especially if Eric Stahl comes in and, and gives them quality minutes and, and gives them the 2018 version of Eric Stahl, why Montreal might be more dangerous. Connor Hellebuck's not having that great of a year, Bob. I, I like the Jets' team. I think they're a little thin on defense. And if their goaltender doesn't start playing like, you know, the Vesna caliber guy he was in 2020 and 2018 and continues to be more of the 2019 version of Connor Hellebuck, I don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough behind them. Whereas, you know, if, if Carey Price goes into a slump or Jake Allen goes into a slump, that's a pretty good tandem. Uh, you know, and, and Edmonton's got a good tandem. Uh, Toronto has some question marks in goal, big question marks. I mean, Jack Campbell has played lights out when he isn't giving away the puck, but he also hasn't proven he can do it for more than a 12 to 15 game sample. So that, I think there's question marks with everyone. And to be honest with you, the way they're playing right now, the least amount of question marks for me belongs on the Edmonton roster. And people will say, well, that's ridiculous, Jack. You know, who signs your check and all that? But when I, when I lay out the arguments, I'm sorry. If Connor Hellebuck isn't back to form, I think the Jets are, are not below where Edmonton and Toronto are at right now. And and I say that knowing that Toronto's goaltending situation this late in the year is a little bit unsettled. The, the reason I feel a little bit more comfortable with Toronto is because Freddie Anderson has gone through stretches like this before and come out of it. I expect him to come out of it. And Jack Campbell's not a bad backup. But, you know, like I said, the fewest questions with me reside in Edmonton right now. All right, uh, quick hitters for you. McDavid and Dreisaitl, based on uh, your uh, tweet today, your eyes and ears that were in Toronto, likely to uh, uh, play together to start. And what does the return of the lineup at Yamamoto potentially mean to Edmonton's top six? Well, I, I think Kyler Yamamoto is, is one of the players on the Edmonton roster, and there's a few of them, uh, that, that plays bigger than he actually is. I think he's a relentless four-checker. He's a pest. He is the exact type of guy that John Tavares isn't really you know, excited about dealing with. William Nylander, you know, they, those guys that are relentless on you, that don't give you any room, they're constantly trying to lift your stick and take the puck, those are those are people you don't look forward to playing against. I think Yamamoto provides some real jam to that Edmonton lineup, despite the fact that he's not six three and two hundred and twenty pounds. Where Yamamoto needs to improve is, you know, he just needs a little bit more finish. Uh, and I'll be curious to see how he works. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
uh, operating with Ryan Nugent Hopkins as a center iceman if that's the way they start as opposed to Leon Dreisaitl. Jack, one final one for you, total curveball. There was a shakeup of the top six in the NFL draft today, uh, and the end result is that the Miami Dolphins traded down from three to six. San Francisco traded up from 12 to three, and I'm trying to think of who ended up at 12. Is that the Eagles? Anyhow, bottom line here, uh, where I'm going to go with this, a lot of people think some of the machinations has to do with quarterbacks. Chris Sims. Uh, son, obviously, of Phil Sims, himself a quarterback at Texas when he played, played uh, in the NFL as a backup. He has nailed, Jack, as you know, some of the uh, picks over the last five years in evaluating quarterbacks, including having Pat Mahomes being the best guy in his draft year and saying Lamar Jackson, who went 32nd, would be the best quarterback in his draft year last year. Uh, he had Herbert higher than a lot of people thought. The guy had a pretty good year. And he has listed, I don't know if you've seen this yet, he does not have Trevor Lawrence as number one. Eileen Bell's going to be interested with this. He's got Zach Wilson out of Brigham Young as the number one quarterback for the NFL draft. This is after people for years thought Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. You and me saw him play light up Bama in the national championship game. Uh, your thoughts, does that surprise you a bit that Chris has got Wilson ranked ahead of Trevor Lawrence? A little bit. I, I would say what surprises me as much as anything is the deal is made at the same time they come out with Jimmy Garoppolo as our quarterback. I, those two statements don't seem to run concurrent. So are they after the Alabama wideout? I mean, that's you know, I was going to have this conversation off air with you because I don't, I don't know how, how many people outside of you and I care as much as you'd like to believe. But I don't know. I don't know who San Francisco's after. Do you? No, I don't. I'm trying to figure I mean, that. Are one. they after the? After are they after the Alabama wideout? Had they figured out that he's going to be sitting there at three and they want him to go with Garoppolo? That is my best guess, and yeah. I don't know whether you'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know if they've got another. You know, obviously a different. The, the report is they're not targeting a quarterback with a number three pick, so it's an interesting. Right. So I'm thinking it's the Alabama wideout, sure. uh, Devonte Smith, right? Who, yeah, the Heisman Trophy winner. So, right. You know, I mean, I, that's the only guy I can think of. Is they're thinking quarterback one and two? We want Devonte Smith. That's why we're making the deal. And, and for the, those of you that are hardcore sports fans and love the NFL, uh, Chris Sims has been killing it for about the last five years on the NFL draft. You should be his agent. You love ja, Chris ja, Sims. I, I like guys who are right, and he's right. <laughs> of course that, <laughs> How many times? That's why have, you and I have never gotten along. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and we should mention, occasionally maybe I've been willing to make a wager with somebody when I've already known the answer to the question just to see whether or not they'll bite because I've got the information that's already occurred. I would never do something like that, would I, Jack? You know what we should do, Bob? You should put together, enough with these New West travel oiler trips, you should you should put together a, uh, a college football week with Bob and Jack and, and just advertise it as it really is. If you are a nerd, Get ready for the best week of your life because Bob and Jack promise you 120 uninterrupted hours of conversation regarding football. There you go. <laughs> awesome stuff, Jack. You got the call tomorrow night. We'll have some fun, okay? 
I'll look forward to it, pal. See ya. All right. That is Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, he and Cam Moon splitting duties. Jack's got the call tomorrow night uh, when the Oilers take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, the Montreal Canadiens have acquired Eric Stahl for third and fifth round draft choice. We got a lot of business to take care of in the final four minutes of the show. So here we go. We will start with the Oilers Now Injury Report. It is brought to you by our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They're the best. For every goal the Oilers score, James H. Brown donates $100 to 630 Chance Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Here's Brandon Escott. Uh, yeah, Kyler Yamamoto could return from an upper body injury tomorrow night, and we know for sure Oscar Kleppbaum did have successful shoulder surgery yesterday in Cleveland. Uh, that is the news from the Edmonton front. Maple Leafs goaltender Freddie Anderson still dealing with a lower body injury. It's day-to-day right now, although not expected to be ready for tomorrow, but hey, who knows? It might not even be him at the helm, even if he was. And Fort Saskatchewan's Kirby Doc nearly ready to return to the Chicago Blackhawks. He's been recovering from that broken wrist that he suffered in Canada's pre-tournament game at the World Juniors back in December. All right, we'll tell you that uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned an operator for over 50 years. For a menu and a list, there are 13 Edmonton and area locations that include dine-in. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. And we will tell you that uh, next week we're going to be telling you about a Royal Pizza promotion that will start on uh, April the 1st. To this day in order's history for Dennis and Jason Liberty and the folks at New West Travel. An NCAA college, how about it like an NFL NCAA college uh, trip? It's got to be in the first week of September if we do it. It's got to be before the uh, rookie tournament in Penticton. We're going to go back to 2003. Here's Brendan Escott. The Oilers clinched a playoff spot for the 19th time, beating Phoenix 4-3 on home ice at Rexall. It was Mike York scoring the winner on the power play midway through the third period. This uh, 2003 edition would ultimately bow out to Dave Tippett's Dallas Stars in Game 6 of the first round. Reed Wilkins says inside sports night. His guests will include Oilers forward Josh Archibald, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, longtime Toronto-based media personality, former Leafs general manager Gord Stellick. Uh, we will have the face-off show beginning tomorrow, 3.30, puck drop, 5 o'clock. Oilers and the Maple Leafs from Scotiabank Arena. Jalen Nye has 6.30 Chet Afternoons coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back at you tomorrow. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chet.